You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Detroit Lions post-game show from Pride of Detroit. <clears throat> if I sound a little off, it's because I just took a giant pull of scotch right before I started this because I needed to wake up to my heart, to my mind, because on one hand, I couldn't believe what was happening. On the other hand, this is what was the Lions were supposed to do, and damn it, they did it. Now there's no more excuses. Now there's no more bar being set. Now there's no more you have to win a playoff game or else. It's over, man. It is over for the first time in 32 years. The Detroit Lions won a playoff game 24-23 over the Los Angeles Rams, over the team that everyone picked, over the team that everyone said, you don't, you don't want to play this team in the playoffs. They are hot. They've won seven of their last eight. They have Matthew Stafford coming back to town. All the stories about booing Stafford and, oh no, you better be careful of that. It all goes out the window. Why? Because the Lions, honestly, led on their defense in the second half and on their offense in the first. And where they needed the stop, it, it, they got the ball back with four minutes to go. You know what Dan Campbell and Ben Johnson have been doing all year? They have been dreaming of a four-minute drill to end a playoff game. It was in their mind. It was what they had always wanted. And when, and when and Dan Campbell took the gamble, he took... He took a penalty on third and long, and he 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 decided, you know what? We'll we'll have we'll make them do it again. It would have been third and four, penalty, offensive holding. The Detroit Lions decide we will take the penalty, and you're thinking, wait, really? You're going to take the penalty here? Shouldn't you just have it at fourth down? But no, they put him out of field goal range by accepting the penalty. They take the gamble, and man, Cameron Sutton. And there's been a lot of things said about Cameron Sutton. And when they needed to, when they absolutely needed to, they got the play. They got the play, Rams punt, and you get the ball back with four minutes to go. That's what he's been dreaming of. And sure enough, who better, who better than the Pro Bowl snubbed wide receiver who has like some of the highest counting numbers in the NFL right now, Amon Ra St. Brown to ice the game, to ice the game. And they get to ice the game because Ford Field is rocking and rolling the entire night long to the point where L.A. has to burn two timeouts in the second half to avoid delay of game. So they only have one timeout to stop you. It's over. Ford Field. Lions fans, you impacted this game. 
You let nobody take this away from the fact that when the game was on the line, the forward field impacted this game and helped the Lions to win. And now the stars come in Detroit's favor. Now you've passed the first hurdle. Now Green Bay just boat raced Dallas, which means Detroit awaits the winner of Philadelphia and Tampa Bay and Ford Field is about to get loud again. But I want to take a step back before we start looking ahead, before we start talking about more of this game, because I've had this speech floating it around in my head and I would like to say it's a long time, but really it's only been from about the start of the night when I started just dissociating and getting so anxiety-ridden, so panicked. And it's coming off of a speech I almost had prepared for the Lions to lose this game. Yes, to lose this game. But I want you to listen to me to the end on this. Because I really, I, I, I hate to get on the soapbox. You are the story. Not me, you. But I, I, I want to tell this because it's, it, it's hitting me in my heart right now as I am watching this team celebrate on the field. And let me tell you about failure. Let me tell you about how many times it takes. Because the Detroit Lion has taken 32 years. 32 years to win a playoff game. 30 years to win a division. And I know people would have said the division was hollow if... The Detroit Lions had lost here and the Packers had boat raced the, the Dallas Cowboys. That, that's, that's irrelevant now, completely irrelevant. Our society puts so much emphasis upon failure sometimes. And I know there's a lot of also hay to be made about failure not always being a bad thing, but I don't think even those people understand the rigors that failure puts you through. For 32 years, the Detroit Lions failed to win a playoff game. And that is demeaning to the work that is done in a season. But it is a reality all the same. And I start this off by, by telling you that one of the things that has always fascinated about this team is that. Because I am a failure. I bombed out in my second year in college. I bit off a lot more than I chew, could chew. I fell down very, very hard. And I started following a lot of paths I really should not have followed. I started chasing dreams I shouldn't have followed, which sounds awful to say, but they weren't even, they're not even the heartfelt dreams. They were just like, first it was a dream I knew I couldn't accomplish. And then it was chasing a reality and a compromise that I was told I needed to do in order to get ahead in life. And I failed at college. I failed at that first thing. And I failed at that second thing. I went back home and I failed again. And I kept failing over and over and over again. And to be honest, I still sometimes cannot get ahead of myself without feeling like I have failed to hit the finish line sometimes. But we all do. And that's something I've come to terms with in my life. This successive sense of failure 
it's not, I, I know that success people talk about that you have to fail, but what they don't talk about is the weight failure takes on you and the way people talk about you when you do fail. Because as much as they'd like to say success starts at failureship, people don't act like that. People are not forgiving for failure a lot of the times. They really start to reevaluate you. And it takes people with a lot of heart and a lot of spirit to still have faith in you, even after you failed so many times. And one of the things that really gave me a lot of inspiration was reading, and I still have to finish it someday, some of the memoirs of Ulysses S. Grant, who, if you don't know the story of Ulysses S. Grant, probably one of our greatest presidents of the United States. He was a man who failed over and over and over and over before he somehow became <laughs> the general who won the Civil War and ended the Confederacy and ended all the evils that it perpetrated and became president after that. And he was a remarkable man and he had very few people in his life, some very stout people in his life who truly believed in him through all of this. Through, all, through everything he went through. And I think of it now as I watch the Detroit Lions. I said this would be a long road to get back here, but I think it's, it's why I have been drawn to the Detroit Lions, because I knew at some point, at some point, you can keep punch, getting punched over and over and over and over again. But there is a motto for the city of Detroit there is a motto for the city of Detroit that is on the, on the flag of Detroit. It's in Latin. And it's Speramus Meliora. Resurgit Cineribus. Father, please don't come after me. I didn't take your Latin class in, in high school. I'm sorry. But it means we hope for better things and they will rise from the ashes. And for 32 years, you waited. You waited for that. And it's, it's too early to declare victory because there's always greater things after that first one. But it always stuck in my head. It always stuck in my head as I watched Detroit sports and I watched the Detroit Lions. Because you kept hoping and hoping and hoping. You kept hoping for things to change. And tonight, Detroit, Michigan, Everyone who was a Detroit Lions fan, that hope was rewarded. That hope was rewarded. It was rewarded by men who believed that things could come from the ashes, who looked at, who looked at the Lions after it had been completely burned down by the previous coach. They, Dan Campbell looked at it and said, Dan Campbell, a man who was once upon a time on the roster of a team that went zero and 16. He looked at that and said, I can make it rise. And this isn't mission accomplished by any means. The Lions should want to win a Super Bowl. But that first victory, when you get that taste of progress, it hits like nothing else. And this season was all of that promise, all of that progress, Delivered to you. Delivered to you, Detroit. Delivered to you. 
a division title, the first since 1993, a playoff win, the first since 1991. People can't use that line anymore. They certainly can't ever use the Lions, same old Lions, ever again. All of the ghosts of the past have been slain. What else you got? The Super Bowl? That's fine. A lot of other teams can say they haven't won a Super Bowl. But here's the thing for the Detroit Lions, if you're watching right now. The biggest hurdle just fell in front of you. The Lions await the winner of Eagles and Tampa Bay, of Eagles and Philadelphia, of Eagles and Buccaneers. We talked about this on a POD cast, but if they could get past the Rams, that the coast would be clear to make it to the NFC Championship. And who knows? You play to win the game. The games have to be played on the field. Who knows? Who knows what the future may hold, Highlander? But I know what the present holds right now. The present holds a victory for the Detroit Lions. It holds a victory over all of those who wanted to be cynical, who wanted to be dismissive, who looked at Dan Campbell and just saw a fool, to all of those who looked at Jared Goff as being a cast-off, to look at Amon Ross St. Brown and say, that's not a, not a pro bowler. Well, that not a pro bowler just iced the game against a team that nearly everyone I saw on television, except for maybe Rex Ryan, shout out Rex Ryan, picked against. They picked the Rams. They picked the Rams, and the Lions beat them. They beat them playing the game they wanted to, with tempo in the first half, with defense in the second. Yes, I said defense. I said defense. I know Puka Nukua was a beast out there, but they got the stops where it mattered. The result matters more than that. And they got it on a a four-minute drill (laughs) to ice the game. They got it with David Montgomery, big A runs. They got it with a team effort. They got it with Sam Laporta, that everyone wrote the book immediately on the Lions saying, oh, that's, that's difficult. You're not going to have Sam Laporta? Oh, you really hurt yourself. Sam Laporta not only played, he got a touchdown. This will resonate in history. I don't know where the Lions go from here. I wish I did because I wish I could stop giving myself heart attacks watching these games. But the entire time I was thinking of you, the Pride of Detroit audience, and I was thinking about what I could possibly say to you, win or lose. And damn, I wanted to win. Not for me, not for me being a Lions fan, but for you, because I talked to you guys. I talked to everyone here. I talked to... Lions fans all over, and you mean the world to me. You you mean the world to me because, as I said, I am a failure. And you guys have given me some purpose in that regard that I just don't feel like that. And I get to celebrate that as the Lions dismiss and say to the world that they have risen from the ashes, that they're here, they've won a playoff game, And they're coming for the next one. They're coming for the next team. Who's next? We got next. We're going to wrap out the post-game podcast here. We're going to continue on the stream on Twitch, on YouTube, for as long as I can last, because I am feeling some kind of way right now.
Thank you. See you starside. Support for this show comes from Vanta. Dealing with loads of spreadsheets, juggling different tools, and having to do manual security checks, it can be a headache to keep up with today's compliance and security programs. Vanta is the trust management platform that wants to simplify things and bring all your trust-building efforts under one roof, making growth smoother for your whole organization. Vanta lets you automate up to 90% of compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, HIPAA, and more. Strengthen security posture and reduce third-party risk. Get $1,000 off Vanta when you go to vanta.com slash vox. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash vox for $1,000 off Vanta. Support for this podcast came from SAS. Data is everything. And now everything is data, which means more to process, more to analyze. And now more than ever, speed to answers matters. So how do you produce those answers as fast as the world produces data? With SAS VIA, the quickest way from a billion points of data to a point of view. It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com slash VIYA.